Well, that that was a fun game, wasn't it? I mean, it's a preseason game, I know, but a win against the Kings, especially one high scoring like that, is still fun to watch, right? It's always fun to beat the Crosstown rivals. So we'll talk about that on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast. Like, that second period, man, that was crazy. Just playing crazy. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs> How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade, and I want to thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, etc., etc. And my personal Twitter is at StimpyJD, as you can see right down there. And the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. All right, so let's talk about that game briefly that took place Tuesday night at the Ponda. Yes, I mean, I don't call it Honda Center. I call it the Ponda. You know, I'm just old school like that. So I'm recording this now as opposed to later up. I'm recording this right after the game because it's fresh in my mind. I know it's dark, but hey, I just want to point this out right now. If I had been using my old camera, you would notice it'd be super grainy. It looks super dark. It would it would look like crap. So if you've noticed this season that it looks a little bit different on the YouTube side, because I got a new toy to play with, I got a new camera for my birthday. So yeah, kind of awesome to have a new camera on here everything looks better you can see the ducks jersey come sa right there and you can see the ducks logo come sa right there yeah i mean you you could tell which logo i like a lot better than than the current one but i i will not be on that soapbox tonight instead i'm going to be on the soapbox about who i think should make opening night roster for the ducks but we'll get to that momentarily I will talk about that. But first, how about that crazy game last night? I mean, the first period was kind of easy. It got off to a slow start. Yeah, I know it was only 1-1. And yes, I know Gabriel Velarde scored a power play goal again. So I just want to start off by saying, if you've been a loyal listener of this show, you know that I would kind of josh around a little bit. I kind of joke around with former host of Lockdown Los Angeles Kings, Sarah Avampado, where I talked about Gabriel Gabe Velarde during his time in Ontario, when he first started off in Ontario. I may have said back then, and I'm not going to deny this, I won't deny it, I may have said back then that Velarde had some work to do. And at the time... All the Kings fans were saying, oh, he's going to be like one of the great things, like like the next great thing. He's going to be spectacular. He's not going to be like a top three guy, but he's going to be like second line guy. He's going to be important. And I was kind of getting sick of it. So I said, oh, man, this, this is too much. And I may have said that he's a little bit overrated. You know, I wasn't going to deny it. I, instead of denying it, I said, you know what? I'm going to lean into this. I'm going to own it because, frankly, Velarde 
was struggling. And he was even struggling two seasons ago. He was trying to find his place in this Kings lineup. Even last year, when he was expected to play the entire season in L.A., that didn't happen. So I said, he's getting better, but he might still be a tad overrated. Yeah, he's shown some improvement, hasn't he? He's trying to lobby for a top nine spot on the Kings right now. And he is looking better now. I think Velarde's finally becoming the player that LA fans have been, frankly, waiting for. Maybe it helps that he's not injured anymore, so that could be a part of it. But for him to score twice on the Ducks right away like that, bang, bang, d- dang, man. Only one guy loves to score on the Ducks more, and that's Adrian Kempe. Oh, no. Although, you might be surprised to hear that Adrian Kempe finally didn't score a goal against the Ducks. Hmm. Maybe it's because John Gibson wasn't in net. I mean, Adrian Kempe only scores against the Ducks when Gibby's in net. But he'll settle for an assist on this game. And in fact, he only settled for just a rebound assist. Yeah, that, that's, that's all he got. And it happened to be on that Gabe Velarde first goal where Kempe had what looked like a sure goal to start the game. But Stoli was right there to put a stop to it. And Velarde was there to pick up the loose change. So, hey, Kempe got stopped. <laughs> and then guess who scored for the Ducks? Hashtag, ready for this? The Elite 1C. Sorry, the hashtag Elite 1C. Derek Grant. Scored once again this preseason, and that tied things up at one. Then the second period got crazy stupid. It, it, it was a stupid, stupid period. Fun, that is. First, Gabe Velarde scored. Then it was the Artie party, Arthur Kaliev. And then everybody's favorite, Max Jones. Max, Jor- Max Jones finally got off the schneid and scored his first goal in what seemed like an eternity And the look of joy on his face. He knew he deflected it. He knew he got it. And that made it 3-2. Then Toby Bjornfoot scored. Ugh. Bollocks. So Max Jones does it again. Scored his second. Ooh, he looked happy. Then someone that I will talk about more in detail. Pavel Regenda scored once again. That tied things up at four. All those goals took place in such a short amount of time especially the two by the Kings and the one by Max Jones. Just bang, bang, bang. I feel like I was just watching a game on crack. It was that high, high-paced. And then we got a Frank goal. Oh, not the Frank we're thinking of. Sorry, Ducks fans. Not Frank Sonny Milano, but Frank Vetrano. Yeah, he scored. That was the game-winning goal on a power play goal. That's what did it. Yay! Ducks win against the Los Angeles Kings 5-4. to four. And hey, that evens it up in this preseason series because these two teams play each other one more time this coming weekend at, I can't believe it's not Staples Center. And I believe that's a Saturday game. So hey, if you're going to go out to Staples, check it out. Could be some fun. Hey, you never know, right? And a little bit more just about this game. I have to say that 
Guess who is now leading the Ducks in scoring this preseason? Rocco Grimaldi had the lead at five points. Well, that has changed because I should point out that on three of those goals, or sorry, two of those goals, they were assisted by none other than, ready? <gasps> the Elite 1C, Derek Grant. And I take that. He got three assists, three apples. Regenda got a pair of assists. That's what I meant. <sighs> so, Regenda and Derek Grant are tied for the team lead in points. Six apiece. <sighs> yes, you heard that right. Pavel Regenda and Derek Grant are leading the team in scoring with one preseason game to go. Can you believe that? Hmm. Maybe they're really fighting for a spot on this roster. And you know what? I'm going to talk about that after the first intermission on who I think will be the final cut as far as forwards on this Ducks team. But first, let's talk about... You know what I'm going to talk about? Everyone's favorite protein bar, Built Bar. That is right. Built Bar is better than ever. And hey, you know what? I like the cookies and cream flavor. I think it's one of my favorite ones. And hey, Built Bars, are they, they're tasty. Lots of great flavors like cookies and cream. Only on average about 140 to 150 calories packed with at least 17 grams of protein. Only about 4 grams of sugar. So it's low sugar, high in protein, and pretty low calorie. And hey, it tastes good. I mean, it tastes like a candy bar made with 100% real chocolate. So if you want to try Built Bar for yourself, there's some really good flavors out there. But my favorite still, the Churro Puff. And the reason I'm not showing the Churro Puff is because I ate them all. <laughs> so that's really why. So if you want to try this for yourself, head over to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. All right, coming up after the first intermission, I'm going to talk about some cuts, some further cuts that I think will likely be made. Hmm. Stay locked in, folks. Quack, quack, everyone. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And we just kind of went over a little bit about that game. And I still can't believe that Regenda and Grant are right now leading the team in points with six apiece. And I talked about Gabe Velarde in the first segment. Just kind of want to do a little crossover talk about the LA Kings. Velarde's looked impressive for the Kings this preseason. He's looked good. Offensively, he's looked good. But defensively, he's looked better. That's something that had been missing from his game. And for him to pick Kulikov's pocket, uh, that that was not a good play, folks. That was bad. And then it was the Artie party. But boy, Kulikov getting his pocket picked like that and Velarde to just kind of snipe it across the bar. Mm. Not a good look for Stoli, but an even worse look for Kulikov because I don't think Stoli was anticipating that kind of turnover to happen right in the face-off dot. So that was a bad one. Am I saying that Kulikov might get cut? Hmm, we'll talk about defensemen in a second. But first, just a smidge more about this game. How'd you like that behind-the-back pass 
from the Elite 1C. A behind-the-back pass to Max Jones. I mean, I sat there. I sat through that whole sequence. I saw the pass behind his back, no look, and I went, damn. Damn, that was a good pass. <laughs> I mean, that's part of the reason why I still think that Derek Grant is important, and that's why I insisted in the previous podcast that there is still a purpose to have Derek Grant on this team. Not a first center, but I I will stick by my guns here. Derek Grant does still serve a role and is still a good fourth line player. And when he gets those kind of passes going, hey, you know what? That can work out for this team. He's still a good passer. He can still create offense, but not a first, not a top six guy, but still a an important bottom six guy to have on your roster. So I think Derek Grant will solidify his fourth line or third line spot. Someone that I think looks really good. And even Eric Stevens has said, like, he's doing stuff on this camp. And to quote Eric Stevens, quote, like enough stuff to maybe find his way onto the roster kind of stuff. I'll agree to that. Because an hour after he posted that, and I had to quote tweet this. Yeah, add another goal to that tally. Yeah, there's another one. (laughs) Yeah, he should get a spot. Yeah, Pavel should definitely get a spot on this Ducks roster. As of right now, there is a total of 15 forwards in the training camp roster. I'll go through them very quickly. Sam Carrick, who is still on the IR. So last names only. Comtois, Godin, Grant, Grimaldi, Henrique, Jones, Lundestrom, McTavish, Regenda, Silverberg, Strom, Terry Vetrano, and Zegris. So, really, it's 14 forwards. I think the Ducks will wind up carrying 13 forwards because they'll have one that'll be a healthy scratch. So, out of those names that I mentioned, I think Fatrano Strom are solid up there. Sylphie's looked pretty decent. Pavel Regenda, I think, honestly, has played himself into a Ducks roster spot. I really, truly believe that. Same with Derek Grant. He's looked good. And out of the two other names left, one is on a contract, one is a PTO. I think the guy on the PTO makes it. I think Rocco Grimaldi has shown enough in this training camp that he should be worthy of a spot on this team. So I think that leaves Glenn Gaudin out. Gaudin has always been a tweener kind of guy to me who's really good in the American Hockey League and can barely hang on to an NHL spot. And Glenn Gaudin's a good player. I mean, he's always been kind of like that pest player for the Stockton Heat, now Calgary team. But I just don't think he's done enough. I'm, I'm sorry, but I, but I don't see it. Did he play in the last game? No. No, he didn't. Will he play in the next game? I think they keep that roster for now, and I think I think that he might play the Saturday game if he's still around. But looking at even the analytics, I mean, the top hockey stack hard scores were Derek Grant and Pavel Regenda. They were the top. You know who else was up there? One of my favorite Twitter people, Max Jones. Max Jones 
has played himself onto a roster spot. So, yeah, I think Glenn, Glenn Gaudin is the odd man out. And maybe Regenda or Grimaldi gets a healthy scratch. But I think both of those guys wind up making the team 13 forwards while Sam Carrick still recovers from injury. As far as defensemen, that's where it gets really tough for me because there's right now 12 defensemen. Well, technically 11 because John Moore is on injured reserve. And I would think the Ducks are going to carry seven defensemen. Again, one for a healthy scratch, just in case someone gets sick. Goaltenders, that's easy. Gibby, Stoli, Lukash Dostal will probably be leading that goals team once again. And I think Dostal is almost ready to be the backup to Gibby on the Ducks. I think he's almost there. Not quite. Okay, defensemen. Okay. The reason the Ducks signed Nathan Beaulieu is because of the injury to Urho Vakanainen, who is out indefinitely. So with more definitely out and with Vakanainen likely starting this season on the injured list, that means you have 10 defensemen and you got to cut three of them. Beaulieu got signed. I think he might stick around as a healthy scratch. You have Fowler, Klingberg, Drysdale. Those three, of course, stick around. Shattenkirk will stick around. I would love Noah Warren to stick around. I would love that. But I think he winds up going back to juniors. Again, he's only 18 years old. He's still learning. I don't think the Ducks are ready to throw him out to the Wolves. I honestly don't think that's going to happen. So I think Noah Warren winds up going back down to juniors. So that leaves nine names. Uh, aside from Warren, Vakanine, and more. And I'll list those nine names now. Beaulieu, Benoit, Drysdale, Fowler, Klingberg, Kulikov, Mahura, Shattenkirk, White. Okay, let's go through all of those. Beaulieu, he's looked decent. He might make it. Benoit, that's going to be a tricky one. And I honestly would... I'd put Benoit on the team. I really would. Because he's still shown that he can hit pretty well. He's got that good shot. So I think Benoit might stick around. Drysdale, Fowler, Klingberg, those five, or those three should be good. Kulikov, oh boy. This one's tough. He's had some good moments and he's had some not so great moments in the preseason. I don't know whether he has played himself out of a spot or not, but maybe he's played himself out of a spot. I mean, Kulikov, this preseason, he only has the one point, and that's really it. Yeah. He he might have played himself out. He might have. And I'll check myself. He, had, he has two assists. He had one assist the the last game but that's close that's really tight (sighs) then you have Mahura I like Mahura a lot I don't know if he makes it Colton White I don't know if he makes it either I mean he hasn't scored at all during this preseason he's only played what two games and hasn't scored and he's shown that he's perfectly adequate 
as a defenseman. He's perfectly adequate as a seventh defenseman. I don't think he's done enough to actually make the Ducks team. So with more in Vakaninen on injured reserve, I think that Warren goes back to juniors. Colton White doesn't make it, winds up in San Diego. And the last name to go out might be Kulikov or it might be Mahura. That's a tough one. I mean, I want to see which defenseman gets cut over the next three days. I suspect that Noah Warren will probably go back to juniors. And I think that Colton White winds up getting cut. And then that will be left to whoever's left. But that's kind of my thought. So I think Beaulieu, Benoit, Drysdale, Fowler, Klingberg all make it. Shattenkirk and Mahura slash Kulikov. But I think I give the edge to Mahura right now. One final thing before we wrap up this particular episode and I had mentioned the defense already. I want to think about what's ahead for this Ducks team because we still have Zegris that hasn't played. He is still battling an undisclosed upper body injury. As of right now, he is skating on the ice. The last update was that he's out there. He was non-contact, but hey, at least he's out there skating. I suspect Z will be back out there skating with the team later this week. Whether he plays on Saturday or not is a total question mark, and I would expect him to probably not play this coming weekend against the Kings. Just my hunch. Even though Zegris is still the cover boy, I think the Ducks would be wise to kind of just hold off and just wait. Make sure he's 100% for opening night. I think Z is like, he's he's good, but I still worry long term. So, yeah, there, there's a little bit of worry, but hey, he's back skating. He looks okay. Uh, Vakaninen, still no timetable for his return, but Zegris is at least practicing. We'll have more updates on Zegris later on this week. So that is kind of the, I guess, small injury update right now. Uh, junior season is going to start very soon. So we're going to start seeing some of the guys start to play in juniors. And I also want to point out that there were three more Ducks that went down to San Diego. And I want to point this out. Chase DeLeo, Oli Hoalevi, and Justin Kirkland all going back down to San Diego. So San Diego's training camp roster is starting to materialize. And I'll talk more about that a little bit on Friday's show as far as the goals because hey they have a preseason game as well they have a preseason game against the Ontario Reign at Pachanga Arena down in San Diego so if you're down there make sure to check that out and I believe that both games are taking place at the same time I mean you have that game taking place on I believe Saturday and then you have Ducks at Kings Saturday afternoon the Kings game at Staples Center is a 1 o'clock game. The goals game, I think, is a 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock game. So if you're feeling bold, if you're feeling up to it, maybe check out Ducks at Kings at 1 o'clock. Game should be over by about 3.30. Make your way to the 5 freeway. 
should take a couple of hours and check out Rain at Goals at Pachanga Arena. It's a busy day of hockey, but it's a fun day of hockey. So if you're around, check it out. I may or may not be at one or both of those, but that remains to be seen. All right. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Once again, um, thanks to all of you for your continued support. Tomorrow, we're going to have a little bit of fun tomorrow because I will be joined by Locked On Devils host, Trey Matthews. We've been talking about doing this for a while now. Uh, the plan was to have a crossover a couple weeks ago, but, you know, family emergency happened. Yeah, yeah, life happens. So couldn't do it then. And I felt bad postponing it, but it was for that reason. So we're finally going to do it tomorrow. We're going to have our little debate as to who's better, Hughes or Zegris. You know my answer to that. You know my answer is Z. But we're going to talk about it. And hey, let's let's see how that plays out. I have no idea how that conversation is going to go. But I'm sure Trey Matthews is going to do a little bit of crap talking because I expect that from him. I really do. So that's what to expect for tomorrow's podcast. A little bit of crap talking, but hey, there you go. This podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, etc., etc. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. There it is. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. If you want to email me, you could do so at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget to make Locked On NHL your second listen of the day. And if you're on YouTube, make sure to hit that bell to subscribe. And hey, once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another and Ducks fly together.